at the center of the universe. At the border between the light and the dark stands Castle Grayskull. For countless ages, the heroes of Grayskull have defended the universe against the forces of evil. Walk through the Hall of Living Pictures and learn the history and mystery of the masters of the universe. Dive deep into the mythology of Eternia, Etheria, and more. For those who know the stories of Grayskull will come the power. The power to be supreme. The power to be all-knowing. The power to be... Legends of Grayskull. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 13 and a half of Legends of Grayskull, the fan podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Eternia, Etheria, Primus, Nordor, Golden Books, Ladybird Books, UK Annuals, Magazines, Mini Comics, anything and everything you can think of, even some DC Comics. I'm Matthew Dooch. I'm here with Sean Skavarna. Sean, how are we doing today? It's weird. We we have two episodes in a row where we are talking about the final things of something regarding any way, shape, or form masters. And that's just like, how did that happen? Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like this is the weirdest time. Like, okay, Shira's over. Now this is over. Although this this is, what, two months in the making, basically, uh, if I remember correctly. Right. So, there was that month delay because no comics yeah. were shipping and everything. So. This was supposed to be last month's episode. Um, yeah. But yeah, we, we we had we had the new beginning with new adventures. We even had kind of a new mini comic beginning, but we started with the Texera comics. And, That's uh, true. Yeah. And now two endings. And and that yeah. put me in the books. <laughs> so <laughs> we we just begin and end all over the place all in this, this podcast. Place. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, and bef- so. Before we get into that, I do want to say hello to the chat room because we are live on YouTube right now. Um, Dan Rice, I've seen you pop in so far. Welcome, sir. You were you were not early or you were not late. You were early. <laughs> so hopefully you stuck. Nothing around. wrong with that. Actually, he was really early. Now that I'm looking at it, he was he was in like 20 minutes ago. So probably when I put up that post. So. Uh-huh. We are live now, Dan, if you want to come back. And I did see you subscribe to the channel as well today. It's about time. Um, ah, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Dan here. All right. So, yes, so today we are talking about multiverse number six, the final issue. Thank you. The final countdown. <laughs> um. Yeah, this this one's been a little while in the making, like we were just saying. And I guess the big question is, does it live up to any fan expectations at this point? Or does it completely drop the ball? <laughs> or does it, just, so. does, it, does it just adequately tell a story? I mean, my, my, my bar was pretty low at this point. Uh, if it just wraps up the story that we're on and, you know, gives me, gives me a satisfactory ending... I would be pretty good. So, mm-hmm. um, so leading up to this, so we've got we've got five other issues. I got them all here. Um, we have five issues up till now. So we followed uh, 
Prince Keldor from Anti-Eternia as he's chased Anti-Eternia He-Man across the known universes. Uh, Anti-Eternia He-Man has been trying to get all of the swords of power from all the different iterations of He-Man. And uh, Keldor, 87 movie He-Man, and Tapper's He-Man were trying to stop him. Along the way, we lost both the He-Men, as well as New Adventures He-Man... Uh, 2000X He-Man and Filmation He-Man survived, but they lost their power swords. Um, honestly, honestly, you know, looking back on it, it wasn't that high of a body count, really. Um, if There was more implied than we actually saw, I guess. Well, I was just going to say on screen, yes, but the, I think the implication there was... For every one we saw on screen, there was probably at least maybe five other ones we didn't watch. Right. We were just getting the greatest hits version mm-hmm. of it because of six issues. Right, right. I just, I want that noted for later. Yeah. Um, and so so he's he's tackled, he's tackled all, the, actually, I'm going to grab my hands. I didn't put them close enough. There we go. <laughs> so yeah, so so he has he has anti-eternity him has, has fought through all these different universes, all these different realities, and, and has been has been killing people and taking power swords for a while now. Um. So yeah, uh, so now so now we get uh, into this issue and. Let's just, let let's jump right into it, huh? I'm game. Let's do All it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no time like the present. No, no. I know. I just I want to say more, well, but it'll spoil things later. So I it, let's let's do our usual running through the issue. Let Let's also pre- preface this or preface whatever this with the fact that you and I actually did really well at not talking much about this that. leading up to this episode. We only have tiny little bits that we've shared in the last 24 hours. So it's going to be fun to even just go into this because usually before a show, there is a little bit of banter back and forth on our messages mm-hmm. before we go on and here is it like, okay, let's see what happens. Cause I'm waiting to hear what he has to say tonight. Let's right. do this. <laughs> And uh, the real quick here, uh, Super Air Mac forty fifty five. Sorry, uh, has joined us. Uh, thank cool. you, buddy. Um, Welcome. And yes, he he says that he was expecting more death in the series as well. And yeah, okay. I, I, honestly, I thought it was gonna be more of like a Deadpool kills the Marvel universe type of thing, where you're just like body counts left and right. And really, he di- he didn't do a whole lot of that that we saw. Um, Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, we'll get to that, uh, Super Air Mark, um, he asked a little bit about, about how anti-Eternia works, so we'll, I know we'll definitely approach that subject a little later on, but yeah, any of you guys that got questions, just drop them in the chat, even if I don't catch them while we're running, uh, I'll go back through when we're done here, um, and also, if you're a member of a Facebook page, uh, drop, if you're, if you're using a username on here, drop your real name down there for me. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, so let's get into find something here, but I'll find it as we go along. So let's right. just jump to the comic. 
So here we go. <laughs> Brace yourselves, people. <laughs> Brace yourselves. So we we open up here. Uh, Anti turning He Man's inside castle, Hell Skull. He's the nexus of all realities. Um, and, and I guess this is kind of his castle's version of the orb chamber. It's got the orb of horrors instead of the orb of power. And uh, and yeah, this is this is one where. Um, and this is kind of what Super Mark was getting to. Like, anti attorney is a bit different. It's a, it's a bit... It's not even just like a complete mirror image like we talked about in the first episode uh, talking about the first issue. But then it's also not really just a matter of Adam being evil in this one. There's kind of... It, and it gets a little fuzzier as we go along. But as you see here, like, this isn't just a straight, like, He-Man went evil. This is actually a whole different castle. This is a... You know, it's still got a power sword... But, you know, it's a beautiful, angelic-looking castle. And then mm-hmm. it's got an orb of horrors instead of an orb of power. So there are some... Uh, there are some... Uh, some vast differences. Um, mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Yeah. And it, it causes more confusion later on mm-hmm. than I think it helps, really. So. Yeah, it, like the way that I, I always equated anti-Eternia was it was like a demonic version of Eternia. Mm-hmm. And this just kind of it, it, it throws my concept. It, this whole book threw my concept of a lot of things of what I thought anti-Eternia, both He-Man and the Eternia was about. Yes. So in this, it's like I I already had to throw a lot of my preconceived ideas out mm-hmm. and just go along with this ride right. whether I liked it or not at this point because this is the story that they're telling and, so and, and we'll get to the liked it or not um, <laughs> and actually uh, super Aramark, that's that's Arturo from the Facebook page that's who who was uh, we were talking okay, a little okay. bit earlier um, <laughs> thanks for joining uh, us I saw Arturo. he was he, he he's apparently he has quite the opinion of this issue from what I've read. And, yeah, and so, so did I. So <laughs> so on this first page here, he's he's just he's finally kind of revealing his plan, um, which was really fuzzy up until this point. Uh, but yeah, it was barely mentioned up until this point, in my opinion. Like yeah. the basic concept was he wants all the swords, but then after that, it's like okay, and then this happens, and I'm like. Oh, so this is what the whole point of all of it right. was then. Okay. Right. <laughs> this was a really slow-burning plan. They waited till the final issue to fully reveal what he was doing. Um, yep. And, and, and right off here, here's the first problem. He's he So he gathered all... He wasn't even really gathering the power swords here. He was stealing the spirits of Grayskull, which is an interesting concept, actually. Um, I wish it had been played up before this issue... Um, instead of just yes. coming out of nowhere right now, because I actually, uh, I actually uh, think that that is an interesting concept. Um, mm-hmm. But the fact that the way he he harnesses their power is to say, "Let the power return." Now, if he's yes, I'm going to be that 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 nerd comic book guy. If he says, "Let the power return," and he's an atom that's transformed into He Man. That should change him back to Adam, not yeah. harness the spirits of Grayskull. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh, it's it's the little things like this that that nag at me. That's why so far issue two in New Adventures has been my lowest rated 
because it did the same thing. There was so little thought into that other than, hey, let's throw new adventures in here, you know. Yeah, and and the also the idea of let the power return, I, I took that, a, like actually what you were saying on top of that, yes, I thought the same thing. But then I was also like, if he's saying let the power return, wouldn't that mean that all of those gray skulls would have their power back because that's kind of, they're assigned to those gray skulls. Mm -hmm. So the idea of saying something like that in here, whether it's in this chamber or not, the power wasn't there to begin with. This is a different universe's ability. So it's like, okay, that's, that's blurring a whole bunch of lines that make sense in the way that the structure and the rules have been for the masters in that way. So it's like, all right, already, we're already a little on, rocky ground trying to figure this thing out but we'll try to make the best of it yeah yeah and he, he brings up the anti-truth again which again we still have even now we still don't really know what that is um and and he says for eons the spirits of grace god defended the multiversal core from anti-truth okay um but today it they will be its greatest converts so he's he's taken these good spirits and he's going to use them for his evil purpose Okay, cool, cool. Um, and like like Arturo said, too, he said he did dig the look of the spirits. And I did, too. Like, this is neat. They have a few different details and everything. Yeah. But here's the first thing I did is there's five of them. Yeah. So, and we saw him take five different He-Man's powers. Mm-hmm. But like you said, but there was a lot of implied death, death off screen. Well, the first issue alone, they had him going to a couple different realities and there were at least three or four they hinted at in the beginning of that issue before we got introduced to Keldor. So like uh, that, that was, I was thinking the same thing. Like, okay, they got five of these and I'm sure that's representative, but it doesn't, it doesn't add up with it. And it also doesn't add up with something that happens at the end of the book either then. Yes. And you know, when we get to that page, I'm definitely, you know, we're definitely going to hit that. Cause I know we're on the same page on that one. Absolutely. So it's like, okay, so what, what does this mean? Because these are what the five greatest iterations, but what are the, all the other ones right. about that? You know? So, so <laughs> what, right, in, right in the first book, what it shows, because he doesn't have to take the power from Anti-Eternia because he's already, you know, got that. Um, but it, the, so the other realities it shows there is is the, the 87 movie uh, sideshow. And it's got yeah. that panel that we speculate could have been the, the DC comics or something, you know, Red Best Adam, uh, Cobra Armor, Tila, you know. Yeah. So there's three, three realities shown right here. And then mm-hmm. if you add new adventures on top of that, you add 2000X on top of that, you add filmation on top of that, you add the the mini tourney on top of that. I mean, there you're up to seven already. And there's mm-hmm. only five spirits here. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So right there, right there starts it. And that's why I wanted to note that earlier. Um, well, it, here's here's the thing, and I could I can I'm actually I'm not trying to be that guy, but there is a part of me that when we talked about this in depth, mm-hmm. when we did the uh, the first three issues, and we came back and did another episode to like cover it a little bit more, mm-hmm. I did bring that up that the implication of him killing some of these he men 
also is these guys aren't written in anything. Right. So some of those guys, it's like he's killing a statue line, mm-hmm. you know? Like, so there's that element there of, I don't know if that was something that negated. I don't know. I'm yeah. not, I'm not even trying oh, yeah. to make up for something that doesn't, it's not on the page and it wasn't and thank, there. Thank you for that. Because I forgot to mention tappers because they didn't actually show tappers. it there. Um, so there's yeah. another, so we're up to eight realities that we know he took yeah. the power from. Yet only yep. five spirits here. Yeah. So. Confusing. Confusing. And like, Arturo's right there with us. He's, he's saying the same thing. The whole anti-truth stuff uh, ticked him off. You know, he they kept mentioning it, but they would never actually just tell us. Exactly, Arturo. It's just, it's it's just tell us already. We should have known that. But I, I mean, I said it back when we were covering this. Like, by issue three, his basic plan should have been clear to us. Like, keep. Yeah. Keeping us in the dark is not good writing. It's it's Mm-mm. it's it's lazy. It's it's saying that the only thing you think is going to keep us going is is our wanting to f- figure out the plan. Sure. Um, well, in I mean, in a in a three act idea of like the first two issues would have been the first act probably, the middle two, and then the end two. You know, act two, act three. But by the end of the first two issues, you should just flat out know this is what they're up against. Right. It's not just he's just going to kill everybody and collect their power source. There's a whole other thing to it. Mm-hmm. And here we are, final issue. And this now we're finally getting it. And it's like, how do we care? Right. You know, How do we get the stakes of this? The stakes, I thought, were let's just not have him kill all these he right. so he doesn't get all their power swords. And now it's like, oh, it's more things. Okay, whatever. <laughs> well, that's it. And, and what I've said all along, it's like, who who's – Who's the protagonist of this? Like, because when I when I went into it, I figured it'd be He Man or the He Men. Like, mm-hmm. but it's become clear by now that it was uh, this is Prince Kelder's story through and through. If that's a surprise to you guys, by now I'm sorry, but uh, uh, this is a surprise to me. About issue five, when they killed off a seven movie He Man, I go, well, I guess it's Prince Kelder's story then. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> there there's nothing else here. So yeah, but then the question—the question as a as a storyteller—is, but do you care about that story? Do you give an? Are you invested in him in any way, right. shape, or form beyond the fact that now this is who you're left with? Because you know, it's like you can do all that you want, but then at the end of the day, does this main character? It, does he even remotely give you enough to go? I hope he lives because up until this point, I was like. I don't care. Right. I, I don't care about Keldor. I don't care about his world because they've spent too much time introducing me to all these other things. Mm-hmm. And every issue is building from the ground up again. Here we have to talk about new adventures. Here we got to talk about 2000X and show you how the world has been. And it's like, this is exhausting. Yes. Like every issue we're introduced to something new, but we don't even have a much a connection to anyone other than like right. 87 Dolph, he was my guy up until you know just the last issue and then i'm like oh crap now i don't care you know yeah <laughs> no and that's that's exactly it i mean and and here we are the grand finale is taking place on, on anti-eternia um so we're in we're in the royal throne room uh you know and I, it's weird because throughout this mini series uh Keldor has not bothered me that much, but the writing of Keldor in this issue is terrible. Like, the, the stuff he says and the way he's talking is so... 
so earthy and so he's, he's he, he turned quippy all of a sudden in this last issue. I don't know if you if that bothered you he, at all, but it was like, what is going on here all of a sudden? Like he's a teenager with attitude somehow. Well, <laughs> here's here's something that I thought about reading it last night was how old is this guy? Because yes. that's what you're that's that's what you're saying, and that's what I, the, through his dialogue. But I was looking at it like. They portrayed him as basically a teenager who's not wanting to right. be responsible, but yet he's the same age as Randor. Yeah, maybe and Randor is definitely. But yeah, he's he's well, older. He's, he's he's he should be older than Adam. Right, he's Adam's he's, uncle it, still. Exactly, <laughs> and yet at the same time, it's like the the way that Tim Seeley wrote him. It's like, well, he's just Prince Adam, but he's Keldor, and. There's an exactly. element of the Prince Adam is supposed to be younger and Prince Adam is technically like 18, mm-hmm. depending what version you're using and 16 to 18, you know, 2000 Exxon, yeah. but he should be somebody that sounds like a teenager. And in this, it's like, he's just kind of this, he never grew up. He's Peter Pan, you know, right. but it, it, I'm, I'm like, how old is he supposed to be? There's white in his hair. And there's this and that and all that, but I I was like at the same time there's just this disconnect of what the heck is happening here. Yeah, that hit me, and that's exactly it. that's what they did. They flipped the script and they went, well, yep. Prince Keldor's the teenager now, but then so that means Adam's older than him. He certainly acts older than him. I mean, it's yeah, you know, the white in the hair that was because of uh, New Adventures Skeletor, I believe, in the second issue. Oh, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, something happened to him in one of the issues. I think it was I think it was in the New Adventures. Yeah, it was when he sucked some of his power. But still, but yeah, he's he's at best he's the same age as Adam in this, which makes no sense at all for a timeline. So Yep. Um But yeah, so so the the evil masters here uh, attack Keldor, which why all of them I mean you got you got Cyclone, you got Mossman, you got Orko, Buzz Off, Tila, Clamp Champ. Stratos and Man Arms, how they can't take down this fledgling prince who can't even really control his magic, I don't understand, but Yeah. Um and like they're oh, come on, Lord Stratos, Duncan, come on now, it's not all bad. Don't be so negative. Like Yeah. What? <laughs> it's dad jokes. I, I mean, that's it. like the minute that I read that I'm like dad jokes with that. I I love dad uh, jokes. <laughs> I, that's my my daughter rolls her eyes anytime I open my mouth half the time, Absolutely. and it's like if I heard that on anything, and I read it the other night, I'm like, no, what? I, and and that's something that's been a problem even with the the Eternity War. There are these moments where they talk more earthling, earthly or earthling like yep. than Eternian, and I I've never been a fan of that. I always felt like the way that they talked set them apart it shows you they're on a whole different world and it's their customs their languages and the way they would speak to each other and when i see that kind of stuff it's like i don't even i mean filmation had their corny moments but even i don't think filmation would have been this way if they had a fight scene no. you know like usually they didn't do the quips nearly that in the same yeah. way and it's it's so like yeah lovely it's not well written <laughs> it feels out of place it's just uh but he does end up getting bashed in the face and, and sent towards the this magical pool where he can see that their that Randor's forces are outside ready to storm the castle. Um, 
and he thinks about how the all the castles have had a sorceress and you know that she would she would be able to open the door and everything it's the next page here where if I hear again they're going gory with this with this anti-eternia Tila because uh, she talks about how they waited for the sorceress to turn into Zor and cooked her and ate her so yeah eh I don't know Trying too hard to be edgy to me, but you know, whatever. Well, <laughs> see that that part didn't bother me so much because I always did that whole thing of anti-attorney. Anti-attorney He-Man is scary to me on a level of you don't realize the kind of evil a person would get to until you see what they're capable of. Yeah. So that for me was like, all right, that was a good reminder of these are the people he's up against, but they didn't go out of their way up until they have these little moments like that right. to go, this is who you're up against. Everything else is just, it's it's like I said, it's like a Mario Brothers game. You know, every time they get to the end of the issue, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Keldor, the princess is in another castle, mm-hmm. you know? And then it's like, okay, off to the next world. And then, it, you know, it, like, okay, Crackers might be dead, but yeah. I don't think anybody cares. Yeah. <laughs> That's about the best you got going in this for uh, deaths and, the the yeah. amount of evil he has, I guess. And then and then um, so all all these magical powers that Keldor has uh, amassed throughout this journey, little pieces of Skeletor here and there, and he comes up. I I, I still I still don't even understand this. He he conjured spray paint cans out of thin that, air. That and was completely all in the face. Yeah. I didn't understand that at all. That was one of those, or, where the hell did that come from? That was like, it, wh- there was nowhere on Eternia that they'd have spray paint pans as far, or spray spray paint can. Yeah, I said it right. Yeah, yeah. The, the, as far as I, I, I thought I said spray pan cans. <laughs> yeah. uh, but there's nothing like that on Eternia that I've ever no, seen. It, so I was like, well, why would he even go to that? It's, you know? it's, it's the callback to the first issue. Where he's oh Jesus yeah, <laughs> but, and again. But even then, like I would say he's magically holding them up. Not mm-hmm. he conjured spray paint out of thin air, you know. Mm-hmm. And I doubt that there was a pile of old cans in the corner of the Grayskull or Hellskull throne room. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, like that—that's an Orco gag right there. That's. That's swapping the star seed for a bouncy ball. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was not amused. No, so. and that. But then he gets the moment to. And same thing here. He's like, he's like, you know, she's she, Tila's all ticked off. And she, anything else to say before we skin you alive? Tila's the best written character in this whole issue, by the way. At least, at least he she keeps a character. Yeah. Um, he said, "Yes, just one more thing. Hail." King Randork. It's like, why? Why would you? Why? Why at this moment would you call him Randork? Like this whole. Okay, so so now we decide this whole thing is Prince Keldor and him growing up and accepting that he needs to do something to help, and he, he's he's talking juvenile like that. Yep. Yeah. It's and he does he does make a spell to open the the jaw bridge and let Randor's forces in, but it's like, yeah, you know, that would have been a cool moment if they hadn't ruined it with juvenile writing. Mm-hmm. You know, but agreed. I do like the scene of all the all the heroic evil warriors busting in. Oh, and I just saw Ninjor. I missed Ninjor on the first uh, the first pass there. 
He's kind of hiding, sneaky like. <laughs> As a ninja, you think? <laughs> it <Huh>? is. <laughs> he lives up to the name. Yeah. Like, again, like if if this was built up better, and I gave a crap about these characters, this would be me getting pumped to be, you know, like okay, we're getting we're getting to the good stuff. This is the big battle, and it's like we've only gotten to see these characters five issues ago. We yeah. never, we don't get FaceTime with these people. Yeah. And so me giving a crap about Randor and his plight with anti-Eternia and all this stuff, it's like, how do I care right now? Like, how? <laughs> I mean, right. like, I guess they technically they well, went there, what, last issue, I should say. So it wasn't five. Well, just, issues, just at know, the, but. well, but that was the first time we saw the evil masters. And then mm-hmm. in the first issue was when we saw all of Randor's forces but not, yeah. not even all of them. It was mainly just Lynn and uh, Red Beast Man. Um, but like, but but this is what I wanted. I guess is what I, my thing is. Like, this is cool because this is what I thought we were getting. Like, you get to come to this topsy turvy world, and it's like, let's explore the differences. Let's explore the characters. Let's see how these forces interact in this this new upside down world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that could have been a n- nice in and of itself. Um, so it just it's a taste of what we got robbed of here um yep. in this series. So let's let's jump on ahead here. Uh so we get in here and Keldor and Randor have a toss a little bit back and forth, you know. Keldor's playing the woe is me. Um I can't be of any use for you. Randor's saying this is you know, this is it. We're finally gonna get our revenge for everything that's happened. Um, and really, here again, here it's just it's Keldor's Prince Adam because it, it's the setup for him to make the excuse like, "Oh, you can't use me here. I'm going to take off," so that he can go he can go play the hero, you know, like Adam would. Um, and here again, it's 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 nice that they at least uh, and this is the only Eternia where they have, but they do make a reference to Adora here, which is nice, even though he just says, you know, your daughter. You've lost mm-hmm. your wife, you've lost your daughter and your son. Um, and Keldor's not going to let Randor lose his life. Ran- uh, Keldor decides he's going to take this on himself. Um, luckily, Randor sends Panthor after him. So. Yeah. And uh, and then we get down here where, where we finally... You know, we this is where we finally get the full force of his plan. So they're taking all of these doorways because um, apparently that's how he's been able to travel to all the the Eternias is because here in the orb chamber they have these windows to all of the different Eternias. Mm-hmm. Why the most evil Eternia in the universe got all the pathways? Who knows? But they did. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> And so he's convenience. Convenience. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, and, and thank you, Arturo. I was going to mention that. Yeah, and Randor doesn't even miss a beat with with Keldor missing half his face. Like that, just that's with everything else going on. It's like, oh, you're missing half your face. So yeah, I figured you would be by now. <laughs> it's just Wednesday. It's, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I did think that too. We just get we got talking too much. But yeah, it's like you don't even get a beat where he's like he's like. Uh, What's going on? You know, some sort of acknowledgement. Um, but yeah, so the, uh, Anti-Eternia is using the Spirits of Grayskull 
to take all these doorways and make them into one big doorway. So he's going to com- essentially combine the Eternias and make only one universe, which which I did. I did say I thought that might be happening a few episodes back. So. You did. You called that. You uh, did call that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, a solid plan, I guess. Uh, so it, it's going to be a broken mirror where all existence reflects anti-truth. So it's, it's going to be all his world. And then uh, Keldor. Jones. We're just going to live in it. We're just going to live in it. <laughs> and then Keldor jumps in, which, idiot, he, the, the anti-turning he-man so focused, he's not even looking at anything. If, he had, if he'd been able to shut his mouth here, um, you know, he could have gotten a pretty good drop on him. But, nope, he's got to make his quip. You know, nephew, keep this up, and you're, not, and you're definitely not getting any gifts from me next He-Man day. Oh, boy. Which actually, that one made me chuckle. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. That one made me chuckle. It still shouldn't have been there, but it made me chuckle. Yeah, I'm. We are. All right. No, I mean, I mean. We um, are, but they're not. Okay. Now we should be good. That was weird. I don't know, did I lose I'm you, Sean? I'm on my side a little bit. I don't... I don't know if it... Hmm. Everything's lagging on my, my side. Alright, we're going to give it a second here to uh, catch up. There, it's caught up a little bit. I think. You good? Looks like. All right, Arturo, you're still there. I, I hope. Uh, let us know. Yes, we did cut out for a minute there, Arturo. Uh, we should be back now. Everything's looking good again. So uh, about 30 seconds, you should be caught up with us. Um, and what is going on with your video, Sean? Are you moving your phone? Nope. Didn't touch it. I'm tiny. <laughs> I'm Tapper's Sean. <laughs> That's going to put Matt into the PTSD mode and tell him to kill it with fire. What happened there? God. Now I got to Looks, it, We're up and running better, though. I can, it, the delay is gone. Yeah. So. All right, that was weird. Um, so hopefully everyone's still here with us. All right, we're looking good now. Sean's normal size. That was a weird glitch. <laughs> um, and Arturo says, why would there be a He-Man Day on Anti-Eternia? Well, uh, playing devil's advocate here like I like to do, when they were in the filmation issue, uh, it was during He-Man Day. So that's where Keldor picked that up. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And your whole thing with the monologuing and all that stuff with anti-attorney, it goes completely against the grain of how I view him. So that also drives me nuts every time I see multiple word bubbles coming out of his mouth, no matter what. Yeah. So, but that's just me. That's just me. (laughs) Drop a note in the chat here. Should 
Okay, we must be back because Arturo's answering me. So, All right. uh, sorry, I'm just trying to make sure we're good before we get too far ahead here. Um, so yeah, so then, so then they start their, you know, their thing. Uh, <laughs> their thing. But yeah, it's it's they're arguing back and forth. You know, it's 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 uh, you know. Keldor's mad because he's he's trying to uh, He Man's trying to sound innocent, and he's the re- reason for all this. He dragged him across the multiverse. He 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 made him pick up bits of Skeletor along the way here, um, and it's his fault that that he became this this half Skeletor, half Keldor thing. Um, and He Man mocks him. You know, perhaps if you had fully committed, you would have had a chance. Uh, you know, you're, you've always been afraid, uh, you know, and you did it for yourself. You were just worried that you were the villain of the story and wanted to prove that you weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's lost because the mirror is formed here. Um, and, and, and he he said, you know, see the spirits, they are forming into one spirit to become the perfect anti-spirit. Uh, so all the spirits of Grace are going to go into this this mirror here, and they're going to uh, just re- become one giant spirit, and anti-Turian He-Man will have all the power, it looks like. Um, and, and now uh, anti-Turian He-Man's forcing Keldor to gaze into the orb of horrors here, um, which is what turned all the heroic warriors into this. Um, and now this next panel is a little interesting. Um, and it shows, it show it, it's showing Keldor the future, everything that's about to happen. It's, uh, the dark gods of destruction will regain their devout worshippers. Um, and the combined forces of of all the all the Eternias that he conquered will co- will come under his command and he will be their king. Um, and I did I did like him here in the God Skeletor armor with the with the red armor going on with the Iron Cross. Like once again, neat design. Mm-hmm. In, in another in an otherwise uh, interesting book. Yeah, I like I, when when they went there. I was like, "Huh, they actually went there compared to, you know, I I, I don't know. It's the little things like that that make me yeah. appreciate aspects of this. Yep. But it's it's the fact that there's so little weight to half of this stuff that it's like it's frivolous at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's something nice to look at. The idea is cool, but then there's nothing in it that makes me go. I hope it gets to that point. Like, yeah. I don't care. It doesn't matter, but wow, at least I got to see that, you know? No, and that's it. It's like, it's like, at least it's those little nuggets that make it so much harder to swallow because it's like, okay, so you guys did this much and you, Mm -hmm. you you hit it here, but then you missed it on the broad strokes. It's, it's it's irritating. Um, but I was wondering what you thought these other worlds were. I mean, I'm assuming that top one is a a Thundera was my guess. Um, the cat-like seemed, creatures. 
Yeah, it seems like it's probably Thundera. The other one, I couldn't even figure it out, though. I couldn't, and, but and that guy in the foreground looks so familiar, and I can't... I'll have to, I'll have to take another look at it, because on my phone screen, it's really tiny anyway, yeah. but... Um, yeah, I, I was just guessing, like, it seemed like there were cat people in the first one. And yeah. it's like, if that's Thundera, that's Thundera. But then this, this is, this is definitely one of those things that drives me up the wall about miniseries to me. And I've said it before, I'm going to say it again, because this to me is also proof. It's like, what in these miniseries has added up to where we are right now? Because they didn't follow through with what happened in Eternity War into the Thundercats. And then they didn't follow through with it to the um, Injustice. Right. But now all of a sudden we're like looping back. But then it's like well, you see that and then you're like, well, maybe that's Thundercats again. They already yeah. – so it's like that's confusing as hell too. <laughs> Just trying to keep track of what's canon because these were mini series that seemed like they were one-off deals. So – I guess maybe they're not, but I'm also not going to say they are because there's no guarantee that is Thundera. It could be something else. Like, uh, where, where's um, Carnivus from? Yeah. It could true. be like an element of that from Eternia, maybe. You know, I, I can't remember the name of a village or whatever, but. Yeah, it's, it's going to bug me now because I can't remember. Thanks, Sean. Um, <laughs> but yeah. He, just show, and like in that one panel, there there's like four uh, different Tila's attack in there. So yeah, so basically like, and that, that was the other weird thing. It's like so he's he's combined all these Eternias, but they're all going to be like one. Well, they're not going to be just like one big Eternia. There's going to be like four Tila's and and seven Manny faces, and you know. Um, so that, that seems to lead to believe that all the, the Adam and the He-Men will be there, the ones that survived and, you know, any Skeletors and Hordax and it, it's, it's a little weird, um, here, but, uh, so yeah, so there's going to be an infinite number of souls that are going to suffer and, and now he's decided he's just going to kill Keldor. He's seen enough. So, uh, but luckily then we are, he is saved by some. Good timing and <laughs> and an iconic uh, tone. Yep. That I can't do. do, 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 do. <laughs> I figured if anybody could get it, it was you. It wouldn't be me. Oh, uh, I, I don't have perfect pitch like Kevin. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that thing would just shut off. But no, yeah, that and 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 that's one of those moments too where if this was like a tv show or a movie this would have had a lot more weight to it and i hate that this is how it's done in the comics because like when you see that moment yeah. you're like well i guess the cosmic key just activated because i see something and they kept doing it through the other ones so there there is something to be said about yeah sound effects are better than seeing the boo boo boop thing it just well, for, for the cavalry showing up it somehow just doesn't have that kind of like yeah it's like it's, it's like you're hearing Super Mario Brothers get typed out on your screen, you know? Well, and that's it. It's it's and, and it's partly that, that you can't actually hear it. But even at the same time, like, you know me, I, I love, I've said it again. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I love Han Solo swooping in and blasting Darth Vader's TIE Fighter. I love, you know, 
uh, the portal opening up where, where He-Man's in, in the throne room and, and Lubick and everybody busting through. You know, I love anytime yeah. that the, the chips are down and, and a hero's back is against the wall. I love it when you get that cavalry, you know, end game, mm-hmm. all the portals opening up, you know, on your left, it's, but here, this didn't earn it. It didn't, Mm-mm. like I said, you're so confused about who you're even rooting for that, you know, I'm still not co- fully convinced at this point that Keldor is a hero of the story. Like I've said it for, uh, before and I'll, you know, in the other episodes, I felt this whole thing was leading to Keldor becoming the ultimate Skeletor and this whole plan backfiring in the He-Men's faces. Like, that's where I thought this was going. Mm-hmm. And and just at this point, it's like, the, and there's no, there's no reason to believe that anybody's on their way. There's no reason to believe that there's anybody out there that even gives a damn who or who can do anything the way they've written it to this point. Like, yeah, um, yeah. And and the and the thing like in in Endgame for instance, that was earned from multiple movies of build up with these characters mm-hmm. and knowing. I mean, you knew you knew going into Endgame. Okay, Black Panther is going to have Black Panther two eventually, and you know some of these characters are going to have sequels. But there was that that you still go, but how? Right? How are they doing this? And when it finally happens, your heart is racing, yeah. going. This is that moment. Like, and you got, like, I, I'm still getting chills remembering how I felt watching right. that part. And in this part, here's, here's, uh, here's how I described it to Matt in one of the very few messages that we had. This moment for me feels a little like you as the kid know how to play Masters of the mm-hmm. Universe. You've, you've read your mini comics, you read your DC comics, you watched Filmation. And you're like, okay, here's how this should work out. And you're directing your friends. And then all of a sudden your friends bring in a whole nother toy line and go, and now these guys are going to come in. And you're like, what is that about? Who the hell are you talking about? Why is Batman on attorney an hour? And it's like, it's sort of the same thing. It's like, who are these people? Like, what are, what the hell is happening here? There's nobody here that I would be like, yeah, you know, like, Fisto's coming in or Cyclone's showing up. It's like out of nowhere you have these people where you're like, I don't even know who the good guys are in this. What the heck is happening here? And that and that's exactly and and like you said, endgame analogy is perfect because up until that point they had spent the entire movie trying to get their heroes back. Trying Mm -hmm. to get their full forces back. Yeah. Which here again we said in previous episodes. That should have been the point of this, is trying to gather the He-Men, trying to get an army to face Anti-Eternia, you know? Yeah. And this should have been the moment where they're bursting through, you know, you know, they, they, they grab some cosmic enforcers, they grabbed, you know, you know, pull, pull like, mini-comic Ram Man along with, you know, Filmation Manny Faces, and, you know, like, they're just coming through with all these warriors and just storming mm-hmm. the castle. Yep. Um, but it's not. Instead, we get, we do get... Finally, you know, King Adam uh, from the Eternity War series, which, you know, we did mention had been sorely missing up until this point, and he, had, mm-hmm. he was featured on the, on the original cover of issue one. Um, I'd, I'd pretty much ran him out at this point. Um, and he shows up with his He-Force. 
Um, See, it's not Zodak Force anymore. They've they've taken it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've co-opted it. You beat so me to why, it. That's why I couldn't say it Cosmic Enforcers time, but now they co-opted it. Now it's like, okay, I have to say Cosmic Enforcers. So, but we have He-Force. We, uh, the He-Force. who it, it, <laughs> That it, sounds so 90s. I'm sorry, it just does. It's, it's King Adam. It's He-Soul. Zach. Valiant. Valiant Tina, or is that Valiant and Tina? How many are there? No, it's Valiant Tina. That's her and name is Valiant that, Tina. Yeah, apparently, like because that on on Instagram yesterday morning, uh, Tim Seeley actually posted two posts that had all of the designs for these characters, um, and it was Valiant Tina, if I remember correctly. I'm almost, I'm like ninety nine percent sure it was Valiant Tina. Yeah, no, there's not. The, the, yeah, that's it is. It's Valiant Tina. That's what they call her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hi, Hira. Platino and he whoa, yeah, yeah. And when you end on that name, especially, it's like man, you just trip coming out the door. <laughs> he whoa, <laughs> Maui just what brings us here today. <laughs> and <laughs> and there, I mean, I get what they did here. Like I got it when I saw it, and you did send me those pictures that I looked at where he calls it out. It's it's. The majority of them are based on a, a iteration of He-Man. You know, one of them's one of the girls has the the Thunder Punch armor. One of them's got the battle or the Flying Fist armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Platino is wearing the Laser Light armor. Uh, the Widget one, who looks exactly like Squinch, uh, is is wearing the Barbarian esque one with the horned helmet. Um, and then you've got a a, ba- a humanoid Battle Cat, and I know that one is Zack. Zach the cat. Yeah, and I think according to Instagram, he said some of these. I, I think Zach in particular is a character he came up with when he was a kid, and he dropped into this story. Yeah, which is you know it's like okay, so now we have a new mighty specter with that. Yeah, in that way, and it's like. Uh, and, and I agree. And, and Arturo just got to our next point here, or my next point at least is like Platino that name. If, if people out there don't know, that was a Forza T character, uh, mm-hmm. was Platino. He was the leader of the good guys, and Forza T's like a, a South American, I think Argentina, if I recall correctly. Uh, it was like their own toys they made using the He-Man molds, and it was all like mixing yep. match parts. So it would have been cool since they said Platino if it actually looked like Platino who, who used... It was like He-Man's body... It was like Randor's face because it had like the beard and goatee, and then he had Fisto's fist. Like, if they'd done that, okay, then yeah, throw in a humanoid battle cat. You know, it's been thrown out there before. Yeah. But like, yeah, it should have been cool little references to various things, not all these made up characters. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just. Or if, barring that, it should have been all the Masters, because at the end of Eternity War, they showed how, you know, and that's the basis of this we'll get to here, is, you know, he made weapons for all the Masters so that they could all tap into the power of Grayskull. So it wasn't just one man controlling it anymore. Um, So you could have brought any Masters we know and love. Instead, you brought these five guys that, or six guys that were like, oh, who are they? 
Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Any any other time, there's a part of me that would have been like, "That's kind of cool." Yeah. Because, like, I I am somebody in the I'm one of the fans that I'm cool with it getting pushed to a new generation or to another level than what we've already had. Because again, this could die with us depending if we can't get other people to enjoy it like we do and, and jump on board. That's kind of one of the strengths of the new Shira series was, Hey, other people that aren't just fans of what we already have now are like, Hey, right. this, and they, they at least, you know, know of the name. They know of a lot of the things that now we have known in a different way. But in, in this one, it's like, I'm cool with it, but I'm cool with it when I actually give a crap about the character. And and that's the difference here. It's like yeah. having them just show up and it be like this 90s splash page of these random heroes showing up. And uh, Plantino was one where I, when I saw his name, I'm like, where is he? And I, yeah, got, I, I actually was thing. like, ooh. And I looked <laughs> and I'm like, who the crap is he? Because none of them are the right. guy from the, the Where's a T? What the hell is happening? And then I had I had found out on, on Instagram yeah. that the laser light or the laser power armor guy was actually him. And I'm like, why did you do that? Like, you didn't need to do that. There was already a character design in place. And that's what fans know. You could have just done that. And that would have been a cool, hey, he showed up, you know, and. But instead, we're treated to King Adam and a bunch of other people. Yeah. And granted, you know, like you said, Squinch is in there fine, but I didn't well, get really about Squinch him. Because <laughs> he's, not, I mean, I guess it could be a transformed. I don't know. <sighs> Squinch esque. Squinch esque. <laughs> um, Squinch light. And here's the other thing about this once again, they're not making sense stuff. They jump out the portal, and, and right away, King Adam's like, engage the spirits. It's like, well, how do you even know there were spirits here? Like, we, we didn't even know until two pages ago, and you weren't here for that. Like, mm-hmm. ha, you know, all these all these guys jump through the portal, and they're just like, oh, yeah, we got we got to, we got to you know, we got to stop the spirits of Grayskull. It's like, how do you know that? How? Yeah. How? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, you know, King Adam, he takes on Anti-Eternia He-Man, Keldor falls, Panthor pulls a battle cat and, and you know, saves him. Um, and, and then, and then we see the other visitors that came with them. It's, uh, the Filmation Adam, Man-at-Arms, and Orko. Which here again, like, this, this should have been a cool moment, and I want, I want to feel this, like, yeah, they're here. And there was a little, there was more for that trio than there was for the He-Force. But it still kind of fell flat with me. Definitely. Uh, I, I, I don't know, like... There's too much convenience in this one for me. Yes. Like you said, how did they know that the spirits were already assembling this stuff? How did they know this and that? And then on top of that, like it's the next page, I think, where there's basically a one line yeah. where they, well, how did you, how did you get the cosmic key to work? Yeah. Well, Duncan made one. It's like, yeah. You know, okay. Like, okay. Well, it's like I'll give you that, but that's like yeah. to me that was just like a. All right. It, it, I don't know. It just kind of bugged me in some ways that that was just their quick and easy. Well, that's the easy way we could get it to work in the span of we don't need to cover it faster than, a, a, you know, like one dialogue right. or whatever here. Yeah. And then and then well, again here we got one dialogue as to why uh, anti-Eternity He-Man didn't seek out the Eternity War He-Man. And it's, you know, 
Adam says, then we found him, a He-Man who anti-He-Man couldn't, because he spread the power of Grayskull out amongst many. He shared it. Okay, so then how did you guys find him? Mm-hmm. Like, you just happened across, like, oh, we whipped up a cosmic key, okay, I'll give you that. But then, like, we just happened to punch in the coordinates and wind up in, you know, the Eternity War universe, and luckily he was there. And then we brought him with us, and then he, and then, you know, and and even that, like, okay, so he spread the power of Grayskull out, but it's still the power of Grayskull. Like, just because, like, that's the only reason Anti-Eternia could track the the power was because only one guy used it? I, that was, again, that was another one of those, I, I couldn't even make heads or tails of how that made sense to me. And you would think that would be a bigger, bigger red dot on the the map of multiverse for him because so many people were wielding it that it'd be an easy target. The only thing I can say, Mm -hmm. the only thing I can say, and I'm not trying to make any kind of. You know, I'm not trying to help the story because no, help, the story is not please. helping itself. It, it needs all the help it can get. <laughs> the only reason that it makes sense to me that he didn't go there is because he knew that would be where he would budge. He would not be able to take on every single master wielding the power of Skull and kill all of them in order to collect yeah. what he wanted. And so he never bothered with it. But it also is weird to me then. I thought the whole mission of this the whole thing was about he had to collect every single one in order to get to the yeah. end game that we're talking about. So how did he get to the end game if he didn't go up against all these other ones? So that confuses yep. me as well. It's like, well, okay, if he passed it around and all that, well, that would be like, okay, he has to go and systematically kill every master in, in that reality, get that sword, and then now he can unlock it. So it's like there's a whole the, – the logic – plot hole just boom it's like a freaking sinkhole that opened up for me trying to figure that out last night and i'm like i'm not even attempting this one this is like tim seeley wrote himself into this because yeah that's what the setup of this whole thing was and with him not having one of them he shouldn't be here yet in my opinion exactly so and that was i i can't remember if it specifically said or if it was just implied but it, it was it was definitely implied at least so it's it, yeah, it's it's frustrating. It's you know, and if they had said that, like, oh, he didn't dare go there. Okay, yeah, but no, they specifically say we found him. Anti-Heman couldn't. He could not find him. Um. And and yeah, it's just it's it's bad writing again, and nothing mm-hmm. takes us off more than bad writing. It's a mess. Uh, I, I mean, that whole thing just and then, it, like. I want I want to concise this is what the whole point was. This right. is what his plan was. And if the plan is he needs all the power swords, then it's he couldn't get to issue 6 then. There's no way around that. Right. That that just bugs the hell out of me cuz that should be like every He-Man should be against the ropes and the only one left is Keldor now to do what it has to be done instead of here's your on your left moment with the He-Force showing up. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then after that, it's like we get treated to the lamest He-Man transformation variant ever. Um, so luckily, luckily, King Adam gave Filmation Adam a sword, and it gives him really lame-looking armor. 
Well, and and I, the thing about that for me was you, you really can't mix styles. No, you can't make this new armor show up on filmation and expect that to not look garish and weird. And I also was just like, how the hell I missed that completely when I read it, apparently. So I'm like, where did he get the sword? And it's like, okay, if Prince, if King Adam gave it fine, but I don't know. Like there's an element of that where I'm like, I, I'm not a huge fan of this whole, you have the geometric shapes and the sigils now glowing on people. And I know they ended eternity war that way, but I'm still not a hundred percent into that look either. Cause yeah. to me, that is more of like a new gods or like, you know, something along those lines that DC would do with dark side and some of that stuff versus this is masters masters to me is, warriors and they don't need to be glow in the dark warriors they can just be here's he-man here's his sword we're good to go you know and so i'm still not sold on that look in general and it just doesn't fly on filmation it just doesn't work yeah yeah especially on filmation like i was good with it at the end of eternity war i mean it it was a good ending but yeah to see filmation and here again we're robbed of filmation um, yeah, I'll <laughs> give you that. I, I, like, like out of all of the ones that you wanted to hear, uh, well, not hear, but but like see, see, do the transformation. Like iconic transform. At least stop to do a transformation for him. I mean, he just does it in front of Keldor and like jump. Like he doesn't get a panel devoted to it. Like, give me the castle in the background. Give me the, the lightning show. The effects, like you know, even even in panels, you can do it better than this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so so then, you know, all the He Force, Adam, you know, Filmation, they're all attacking the spirit of Grey Skull. Um And then they they, you know, uh they're they're playing this to draw the spirits back into the, into their power swords. Okay. So we've already we've already decided that that's how they got here in the first place was you know anti he man sucked all the power into his sword and then brought them here so mm-hmm. reverse okay um, and then they all answer yes sir annoyingly chipper he man yay I hope that's something that doesn't go further than this stuff because I really didn't like. I understood why they did it, but it was still like this Joss Whedon snideness to that line yes. when they did it that just made me go like, it's cutesy. Okay, fine. That's his way of dealing with it. But I honestly don't think Kelder would be that guy to be that uh, naming them that way. And it's like, all well, right. Not, not only that, <laughs> okay, I, w- I was all right within the filmation episode. When it's like, oh, yeah, you're looking up, you're looking down, you're always looking down at me like, and then like. Who's he? Well, uh, annoyingly chipper. Like that. Yeah. Like okay, whatever. It was a throwaway line, and but Keldor hasn't met any of these people, so that means that yeah. Adam went through the portal to the to Eternity War world and introduced himself as annoyingly chipper He-Man. Like that's probably. Just, oh, that's not good. no. That's not good writing. No. <laughs> It's it's also to me it's more of that okay we're gonna talk like Earth people again and that drives me up the wall too because yeah I I I try my best to be open minded in whatever iteration I'm dealing with but I'm not loving the you know like even even the new Shira did it with the way that they talk and it's like Mm -hmm. 
uh, make it feel like you're in a new, in another world when right. they talk. You don't have them talk the, like we do here. We already have enough of that here. We don't take each other. People don't even take each other seriously because of the way we talk around here. Why would we throw this on other characters from a whole other planet, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. But moving on, we got we got Man Arms, Orko, Keldor, and Panther, and there, you know, Keldor's being emo, whiny again, and oh, woe is me, I'm a villain, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then they see that anti-turning He-Man isn't as down for the count as they thought he was, and uh, he's he's worried that they actually have the strength to overcome his his evil spirits, so... He's going to use the, the orb of horrors to... Basically the same thing he did uh, in fil- the filmation issue where he's trying to absorb or corrupt them like he has all the heroic warriors. Mm-hmm. That page there. Um, which here again, this, this, is a, this is a nice action scene. Like, like, like them trying to control the power and it turning on them and absorbing them, you know, corrupting yeah. them. It's, it's these little moments here where it's like, okay... Um, and, uh, Manny just joined us. Welcome, Manny. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> he tried to avoid it for as long as he could. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so you get, you get the, you know, you get all the he force being, being corrupted. Uh, Anti-Eternia thinks he's won here again, and Keldor makes the decision to, to really mess with him. Uh, he's, you know, he jumps in, he jumps on his back, he tries to, he tries to, tries to choke him out, basically. Um, and he finally realizes who he's supposed to be. Yeah, and I, before we even get to that moment, yeah, they had to go and do, yeah. Yeah, they did. Remember that there? Yeah. And I'm like, I am, like, we need to, we need to find a way to just, either white out or scrub people's memories of that being something for Keldor slash Skeletor. It was never a thing. Uh, it, it became a thing because of the internet. Stupid internet. I hate that. Like that, that just like, of course I knew who it was going to be from that. And then it, it's like, well, you, you, do we need to keep doing this? Like, no, we don't need to keep making that noise and having it always be Skeletor. But anyway, yes. So we get, we get to the, it, it, what what I considered to be like I saw it coming, but I also was like, yeah, I, I called it a, 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 uh, one of our episodes. I don't yeah, I think it was the third the the time we talked about it the second time. Yeah, I think, if yeah. I remember when right. we focused on the third issue. I said he's either yeah. going to become a Skeletor or he's going to become a He Man. And so now we know Keldor is a He Man. But, but right, but yeah, and and but this part here again is like. So, so Keldor had half of the power sword from the the uh, the Prime Eternia, the those first four mini comics Eternia. Half. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And here he combines his half a power sword with Anti Eternia He Man's power sword. That's that's not the way those power swords work. <laughs> Apparently, um, they do here. <laughs> you know, it's 
I just I I don't get what they were doing here. Why he's combining? Why didn't he just take the sword? Why didn't they just have him wrestle the anti-Eternia sword away from uh from uh, from He-Man? Oh yeah. Oh Lord, uh, Sean, we got we got. I knew I mm. smelled something. Uh oh. Um, we we have a rod and a motto in our chat room right now. <laughs> What's up, Joe Amato? How you doing? Joe tonight? Amato. Thanks for tuning in. You're a little late, but we'll forgive you. <laughs> Better late than he never. Do we're too, in the middle of the... He doesn't huh? do too good with the time zones. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and, and he he's, he says, sweet Christ, not the multiverse comic. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at it this way. We're done after this one. There's no way yes, around it. Yes. We're done. So... <laughs> You guys keep talking. We'll get to your comments in, in a minute here. But thank, thank you all for joining in. Um, so, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so now, finally, we have the big moment. He combines his half a power sword with a full power sword, and that makes a purple full power, power sword. sword. And, power sword and a half. And so now, <laughs> by the power of gray skulls, I can have the power. Yeah, it's like, please, sir, may I have some more? I, was thinking, <laughs> I can have the power. I was thinking, like, that little, the, the, like, dog, isn't it? It's like, I can has cheeseburger. I can, I can has power. I can has power? <laughs> I can has grayskull. <laughs> it's like, I saw uh, the huh? moment coming, but the way they did it was just so, like, cringeworthy. I mean, that's... Oh, yeah. That's... I can have the power. And the look's not even good. He looks like the genie of the lamp. Like, with a harness on him. He's, yeah. Uh, it never never has one uh, issue that was supposed to be the climactic issue had more anti-climaxes, which makes me go, this must have been the anti-Eternia of comic books. Because nothing in this whole entire last issue has made me get like excited. It's made me cheer. It's yeah. made me actually care. All of it is just this huge crammed full of what the crap. And it plays out in front of you and you're just sitting there going, I'm reading this. I'm going to get to the end. And by the end of it, <laughs> I'm going to not understand everything that happened here, right. but I'll say at least it's finished. That's kind of how this book reads to me. And this is one of those moments like this this should have been a moment that got you at least chills because hey this character who I've been with for four, for five issues leading up to this point and he's somebody that never stepped up he's somebody who has been timid and afraid or uh, you know all this other stuff that, that he's the opposite of a hero he's stepping up to be a hero and all I see in this moment is so that's what Skeletor would look like if he got He-Man's sword. Yeah. That's about it. And it, it really, really was, uh, I mean, I, 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 I hate to say this now. I'm going to say it anyway because it just came in. This, is the, this, this, this page is the perfect example of blue balls. Because you're like looking at this because he's blue. I can't help it. You're looking at this page and you're going, you're going, I should feel something here. But all I feel is just really weird because this isn't how I thought it was going to work out. And none of everything leading up to this point made me give a crap. And here's this page. And I go, okay, (laughs) that's, I'm sorry. That's the effect it had on me. Yeah, no, exactly it. And, and, 
And we'll go right to the next page here after I drop that down. And uh, Yeah, Joe says that we're all going to need the Men in Black memory racer after this is done. <laughs> better just not to know. Um, uh, and no, Manny, I will not burn this comic. That's Tyler Baker's thing. I wouldn't want to infringe on his copyright. Uh, We'd have to pay him like 20 bucks if we did that on air tonight. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, so now... It, and, it, and here's the thing, it, like you said, it's, it's too convenient, it's too easy. So just by him transforming, the spirits of Grayskull are, are tamed again. Like, they're fine. And now we have the Dark Gods here, which were controlling this stuff from behind the scenes all along, somehow. And I'm, They brought it up once, and we now we go back to it, and it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, yeah. this is also... Last issue. It was only issue five. That was the first time they mentioned Dark Gods. In, yep. So one issue ago, they mentioned these guys, and they don't even look the same as they do here, so... Yeah. But, yeah, so it's these creepy, crawly things, and, you know... Uh, you know, and, and, and so Keldor's got all the spirits in him. He feels it flowing through his body. Um... And, and luckily, Pan, Panthor transformed into Battle Panthor somehow, just by him yeah. saying it and not pointing the sword. Um, <laughs> and, and he he takes out Anti-Eternia He-Man. Keldor just, like, shoots the Dark Gods, and they're destroyed. Um, way too easy. It's way way too convenient, way too easy here. Like, it's, like, that was it. You had the whole He-Force fighting them, and they couldn't do anything, but all it took was Keldor transforming, and he just, shakroom, I beat everything, I win. This whole sixth issue should have been everybody's backs are against the wall. Like you were saying, you yeah. love those moments. This whole issue should have been that. And, and like you're saying, everything is happening within a panel. And that's mind-blowing to me when you had five issues leading up to this point and you're getting all of these solutions just by, here's the next panel, and that's it. And you're like, that wasn't earned. There's nothing about this that feels earned. And there's nothing about Keldor that made me go, yay. It made me go, I don't even know this guy. They made me introduced to every version of He-Man up to this point. Why do I care when when that was the point of all these issues? Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden on the sixth issue, I'm supposed to give a crap about him. No, it doesn't work like that. No. So, yeah, th- this whole thing. Oh, and, my and, God. I, yeah. I can't wait until – you You told me to get some of the reviews I was finding last time. Right, I can't right. wait to get to that after we're finished because, man, is that – okay. Anyway, I'm just – that's all I got to say. I'm just, I'm, I can't wait for that. So Yeah. Uh, so, so then we jump – and basically, I mean, there's – and that's the, there's not a lot left here. They start all the – you know, Keldor says, you know, I held a lot of the magic sword. I said the magic words. The secrets were revealed to me. Um, and basically by him destroying the dark gods there, all these people that were corrupted are changing back into yep. their normal forms. And that's a whole... Oh, that's a whole can of worms. Like, oh, like yeah. so all of them were just... Puppets being controlled by these dark gods is what they're going here. So everyone, everyone's a good guy now. Everyone's good. They're back. Um, ex- With a ton of PTSD. Right. Like, how, yeah, I mean, how this do you whole moment. Give these people, like the sword, 
Tila ate her mother in this continuity. Like, you don't yeah. come back from that. Like, Well, it, I, I, that was one of the things I at least appreciated because they have focused on her being the most savage of them because they've given her, out of, out of any anti-Eternia character besides He-Man, yeah. they gave her those lines. So you've seen the depths that she's gone to. When you see her in there and she's like, oh, God, father, father, and all that stuff, and I'm like, this is going to be the least fun universe to ever go back to if they ever want to dip their toe back in this mm-hmm. because Tila is just going to be messed up from now on. Yeah. And no, I don't need that either. <laughs> I don't need this kind of stuff. It just doesn't work. No, it's, it's, and then, and then, you know, you see that Adam's been like completely consumed by the power. He's wasting away because it's gone. Mm-hmm. And, and here it's it's like, you know, he 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 says he wanted he wanted the power he wanted the chance to be something more than a bumbling philandering prince to be more than a disappointment, um, and that just shows that they don't get the character of Adam because I've go, uh, we've gone over this too many times now. Adam is not the bumbling philandering prince. He's not just a disappointment. That is an act that he puts on. To maintain his identity, it's it's what he gives up to be He Man, um, and in this Adam, they just they they just made him, they made him that guy, and he's he's nothing after this. Like it's ugh. well, it, it also messes up a lot of this storytelling in a in a whole other way for me because. How how is it that if that was that version of Adam, okay, if this is an anti-reality, how is it that he was still the, that Adam that you know? Like I I get what you're talking about. It doesn't fit with the character, but what I'm saying is he yeah. still fit the bill in this reality. Sure. So you have him playing that part, whether or not he was playing a role, and he uh, you know underneath he was still the the, the real deal. But why did they need to have that? When there's already Keldor. Yeah. You have two characters that are basically playing the same role in this reality then because Keldor's just being Adam. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, then what the hell? Like, why <laughs> why tell this story? The whole and again, this goes back to me just having my own personal fanfic in my head of how anti-attorney worked. Yes. But I kind of took it that anti-attorney was not set up with the typical the the way it was. Like Adam would have been a bastard. Adam would have been somebody that he came from – he would have been – it would have been like a Game of Thrones reality where he was like sitting on a throne of skulls and crap mm-hmm. like that. Like Vigo the Carpathian, I sat on a throne of blood. Yeah. That would have been Adam. And so Keldor would have had to be the Adam that we know to offset how evil that was. And mm-hmm. yet, no, there isn't anything like that. It turns out at the end, it's – oh, it's still Adam. Okay. But he wants – he was just and that that for me just it fell flat way more than I would have expected it to. Same thing with me. I did not I wanted to see that this was the He-Man. This was Adam who became He-Man and never turned back. He completely became He-Man. He became evil. Like you said, he was one of the baddest uh villains in the entire multiverse. And no, it just these dark gods were controlling. Like, yeah. No, this guy should have been the ultimate evil of this universe. Like, yeah. he, he should have been the Skeletor. If Keldor was that's... supposed to become the He-Man, then Adam needs to become the Skeletor, and that's not what happened here. Again, we got the sympathetic villain angle. 
He just, let's feel sorry for him. He just got corrupted. He wanted to do good. I'm yeah. sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> that almost had a Skeletor vibe. To, I'm sick of it. Beast man. No, like, I am, though. I, it's, I, every, it's all media nowadays. It's got to be these sympathetic villains. These, I didn't mean to. These, I was controlled. I was, ugh. Yeah, well, you know, going back to even the the end game, well, which I know I've gone to that yeah. fifty thousand times re- reviewing this with you, but the thing is, like at the end of the day, Thanos believed what he felt was right. right. He didn't make excuses and he didn't apologize because he thought that the way he saw it was going to be the answer, and he had no other way around it except for when he finally came up against Cap, Iron Man, and Thor at the in that final confrontation. He's like. I'm just going to kick it. I'm going to kill everything. Yep. Like you guys have proven me wrong. There's no half anymore. It's all going. And that made it, the stakes even higher. And then you have like, Oh crap. Now you really got to stop this guy. And you know, but in, in the case of this, yeah, it's like every time there's always this sympathy. And it's like, how about a guy just sticking to what he believes is what is the cause. Cause at the end of the day, isn't that why you're doing it? Aren't yep. you like believing in your cause? Isn't that why you're doing your plan? You know, and yep. <laughs> and like you're saying, you know, it turns into the sympathetic version of him. And I, I would have figured he would have still been like, you know, spitting blood in their face, and right, you know, when, when this was all over, and and like laughing at them or something because they can't stop the darkness or something. And instead, it turns into this, and you're like. I, the, I, I, no matter what, this whole the whole miniseries has ruined my opinion and my whole idea of what anti-Eternia is supposed yes. to be based on what I've read about it. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the biggest parts that bothers me is, okay, so this is the first time since the audio play yep. that we've had the chance to see this new reality. And I actually got to ask Tim Seeley about this a little on, on Council of the First Ones where I was like – so how does it feel to be the person who's putting the words into this version of He-Man's mouth when no one other than the fan community knew this existed? Mm-hmm. And it's like this is out there now for public consumption. All these people can read it who aren't Masters fans. And there's a part of me that's going, this is the equivalent of somebody watching Batman v Superman and telling me that's their version of Superman and me just screaming and bashing my head into a wall because yep. – it's like this is not what it's supposed to be. This is just somebody's weird version of what they wanted to tell a story of, but it doesn't necessarily mean the mythology backs the, all this up. Exactly. And you know, it's it's very much like don't believe Zack Snyder <laughs> and what he believes in Superman. Read the books, well, you know. And this is a great example of what you wanted to do with this podcast. Yeah. It's like get to the source, get to the information, get to the literature and just dig in and have some fun with it. And in the case of this, it just, all of that pretty much paved the way for me going, I want to see what happens here. And now that we get to the end, I'm like, so nothing that I believe is true here. (laughs) No, it's, it's like, it's such a bummer. And even (laughs) now, anti-attorney is rid of its evil now. Like they're good now. Like that's that's it. It's all. It was just a footnote. The whole evil He Man was just a footnote in this planet's history. Whereas it should be like that's the big, th- like that's the big thing in this anti Eternia. You know. Yeah. Um, and we get we get the wrap up here. You know, filmation. He Man got his sword back. This really bugged me though. This was probably my biggest pet peeve of the issue coming up here. Um, 
uh, King Adam took the rest of the power swords and began assigning them to his personally chosen disciples. And those champions were sent to worlds ravaged by anti-He-Man to help rebuild their castle Grayskull. Who gives King Adam the right to to decide, you know... So now we get... We get it was bad enough that these baloney characters popped up here in the first place, but now they each get their own Eternia to replace a He-Man? Like... Ugh. <laughs> See, I, I'm going to be honest with you. This bugged me less than half the other stuff I just ran it about, because this, for me, it was like... Okay, you know, like at the end of it, they they it's like I've gotten pummeled enough by how much this thing didn't do right by me that by the end of this, I'm like, I guess that makes sense. Okay, Tappers gets he woe, and it's like it doesn't it doesn't necessarily play up to what I was wanting to see or expecting. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, fine. If you're gonna have 87 He Man gone, at least they have a new guy in place. And, and uh, I have to go back to it again. Tim Seeley said one of the things about writing as a freelancer is you got to leave people hoping that they want to see more of what you've done and you leave these little seeds. So when I saw that, I'm like, well, these are the little seeds he's talking about. And it's like they're not enough to make me get like, ooh, I want to see them. But I will say I'll give cred um, in this one moment. I know this is probably going to be like making your teeth itch, but I'm going to say it. Uh, Crimson Countess. Yes, I was there. there. Uh, okay, okay, uh, and uh, congratulations, Danielle Galert, for getting her uh, fan creation having a cameo in here, even though it's the book it is. Yeah. That's, that's no, still that, cool she showed up. That that's was cool. my one good part about this page, is that the Crimson Countess got put in there um, when I told what world she's in. But, but my thing is here, because, uh, because they, they did, the, like... Okay, like you said, okay, if 87's gone, then at least someone else has taken his place. But in whatever happened there, they've already revived people. Because Tapper's Tila is there next to Squinch He-Man. And we found out back in issue three that Tapper's Tila was dead. I forgot about that. So, okay. so did well, the writer, then... apparently. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> that should have been our tagline for this. So, so did the writer, apparently. And and even even and I couldn't. Look, I did look up the tap the tapper thing, and he he did say he said he wish he could have told Tila how he fit when they're in the prison cell in the 2000X universe. He told tap he told that Tila they wished he could have told Tapper's Tila um, how he felt before anti He Man destroyed the world. So they put some of these worlds back, but they didn't bring the He-Men back. Instead, we put in these random characters here um, to take over these Eternals. That's what bugs me. It's like, if you're going to put these worlds back together and put the Grayskulls back together, why couldn't you have just put the He-Men back, too? Like, and I said that back after New Adventures issue. Like, if they don't correct some of this by the end of it, that's going to take it down for me. Because I'm all right with you with you killing some of those people off. It's a magical story. At the end of it, you have ways of bringing these characters back. But here they're saying, nope. New, any He-Man that died is officially dead. And if we ever see anything from their world again, it's going to be with He-Soul and uh, T-Wow and 
and P. Diddy and <laughs> T. Wow. <laughs> I like that one. That one. That, where, where's the uh, character design for T. Wow? I like that. He, lo- he looks like one of those guys from Jersey Shore with a power sword. Uh, well, I, I was <laughs> actually going to say T. Wow would probably be like the J. Lo of He Men. <laughs> um, <laughs> she had that kind of vibe in the name. But it was nice seeing the Crimson Countess here. Um, and then they talk about some some newly born Eternias, which where the legend of He Man might begin anew. Um, looks like they're referencing the Origins line coming out, or maybe Revelation. I don't, I, but that's supposed to continue filmation, so no. Um, I really don't know why they did that in, in in silhouette there though, because if it's Origins, it's like we've seen all the first wave of figures, like that's Man at Arms, Manny Faces, He Man. Uh, the other blobs could be anybody, but like the majority of those we've seen already. So why couldn't you just color them? I didn't figure it was origins. I figured it was one of those, Hey, let's let the readers put their own versions to these silhouettes. And then they can say, Hey, my, my version is cred too. Cause I mean, you gotta, you gotta actually for as nuts as this thing was and how much it beat the crap out of my own head cannon, which pissed me off. It's like there's that moment there where it's like, hey, your head cannon still probably exists somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> that with those silhouettes, you know. But yeah, I, I'm kind of glad that they didn't do Origins or Revelation, even though I know we brought those up in seeing how this might wrap up. Because with everything else that they did in this, it's like, yeah, I don't need that right now. <laughs> we, we, uh, this needed to have a bow on it before I can worry about something yeah. that's coming up next. Yeah, so. and then we get to the final panel here where we wrap all the way around to issue one. They come to, across that graffiti of uh, King Randork looking like a Simpsons character. Um, and, and, you know, uh, Keldor is talking about, you know, he, he can... Uh, he's grown up a little bit, but not completely, and he's committing to Lynn now, and... Um, now, now that he has half a face. Yeah, like, I thought that too when they're sitting there making out. It's like, well, that's a little... Uh, uh, but well, some it, chicks it, are into that, I guess. I, I, I was going to say, she must really dig him if she's going full-on make right. out and he's got half a face, because, man, ooh. Um And then Screech shows up, warning of trouble, and, and Keldor raises his sword aloft, and they take off. So basically, they they like I said, they defeated Anti-Eternia He-Man, um, and now Keldor is the He-Man of this world. So, and then it ends with him. He changed the graffiti from Hail King Randork to We Can All Have the Power. Um, Which feels like they were really trying to go Eternity War at the yeah, end, that's... and it <laughs> fell flat. It fell so flat with that graffiti, and it just, uh-uh. That... It, did, it did not work there. And it worked for me in Eternity War. It, the end, That last issue of Eternity War, when Adam's just, like, monologuing to the camera there, and he's, you know, talking about, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm spreading out the power, you know, uh, you know, we're... You you can have the power too. And he's like holding the weapon out to you. Like that really worked. And this is like a pale imitation of that right here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a nice little note which I actually didn't even notice until just now down in the credits here. Um, and and to answer your guys' question, Manny asked who wrote this, and 
uh, it was t uh, Tim Seeley was the writer. Um, and I will close my page too quick. Uh, Tom Derenick was the artist for the latter half of it. Colors by Matt Yaki. Letters were Seda Tamafante. The cover was by In Hugh Lee, who did quite a few of them. Edited by Michael McAllister, with a special thanks to Rob David and Melanie Shannon Hill, who both work at uh, Mattel TV. Um, and Rob David put a little note in here. Thanks for mastering these worlds with us. Here's to new worlds to come. So, um, so yeah, we got some new worlds to come. Um, mm -hmm. As we wrap this up here, guys, if you got any questions for us, uh, go ahead, drop them in the chat room below. We'll, we'll follow up with some of those. Uh, go ahead, throw them out there now so that they're ready. Um, but yeah, so the, the ending fell flat to me here. It, it mimicked Eternity War, but it wasn't as good. Um, oh, and uh, Arturo asked if we... Uh, about an interview with the writer. Uh, we did not do an interview with, with Tim Seeley. Sean yeah. is on another <laughs> podcast, uh, yep. Council of the First Ones, and they did an interview over there. So yeah, we we had two at least, times me. I, I I cheat on Matt once every every other Sunday. I cheat on him for a little bit, mm -hmm. but uh, we we met. We've talked to Tim Seeley. I think two times now. Um, pretty much any time a new issue would come out near the halfway point, we started having him on the show and talking about stuff. And, uh, so yeah, he, he's got ideas, but this, I, I, I think, I think these ideas needed to be pared down and streamlined way more than they were able to in this. And I'm, there is a part of me going, who's the one that lost control of the ship here? Because yeah. there's so much crap in these issues, and it's like Masters is one of those. Uh, Masters is is the sort of brand where I feel the storytelling it, it was one of the strongest stories out of the '80s stuff we grew up with. There was definitely like the storytelling in this mattered in that way, and this for me was like such a what the hell yeah. with the storytelling that it just it. I don't want to say it sullied the name of Masters for me, but it felt like this is a pale imitation of what you can do with the actual ideas of Masters. Yeah, I agree. And it's like it's we had so much hope for this. And I know I think it was Arturo said that, too. Oh, and hi, Lacey Dean. Sorry, I missed it when you slipped in there. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Um, but, yeah, there was so much potential here, bringing in all these different eras and – you know, this this is a property that has so many characters, so many stories, so many years of history. And the fact that you're wasting most of it on anti-Eternia with these guys we have not met before this is very disappointing. The fact that you make Keldor the, the focal point of all this is very disappointing. This could have been a very easy... Uh, introduce a He-Man, have him gather other He-Men, and go up against anti-Eternia He-Man. Like that, and it would have given us all all the chills in the world. Bring in the the greatest hits, the heroic warriors, the masters. Should have them all show up in this last year. Just have these the multiple. Think about five Eternia's worth of masters of heroic warriors piling into that throne room. Um, just imagine what that would have done for you. Like, 
Uh, and it, it, it just it, it's such a hodgepodge. They can't decide what they're gonna do, what where they're going. The plane's not revealed till too late. The green goddess is on this cover. She hasn't shown up anywhere in six six issues. Yeah, what's, and, and, what's she even doing there? <laughs> and this cover is weird enough as it is because you have eighty seven Dolph He Man there yep. and Gwildor. What the hell's that about? Yeah, like, I figured that uh, they're the ones who set the plan in motion. So that's, you know, okay. I, I, um, I felt like it implied there was maybe their back, though. And yeah. that's the thing. It's like it almost feels like a bait and switch because I liked him. I actually yes. was like rooting for him the most out of all of the iterations that were on the journey of yep. this. And and then when we got our ending with him in the last issue, I'm like, well, maybe they find a way to bring him back. And he's the one holding the line against anti-Eternia while, you know, it, Keldor's figuring yeah. something out. No. no. Well, that's, <laughs> so. And I think that's I think it was, I think if anything else, if it wasn't necessarily the bait and switch, but it was the fact that they released these covers so far in advance that if 87 He-Man wasn't on there, people would go, OK, he definitely dies. You know, well, that's true. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll give you that. But yeah, it's just it's it's a mess of a cover. It's a mess of a series. It's it could have been so much. And honestly, up until issue three, I had hopes. Even with my re- reservations about issue two, I still had hopes that they would get it going in the right way. And they didn't. They didn't. Well, <laughs> it, it, uh, this this seems like a good enough spot, if any, to sure. jump in with. I, I found these reviews last night, and I've been trying to find other ones, and these were the only ones I could find leading up to the show today. Um, and some of these I've never even heard of the website, so don't take it that I'm just, oh, well, this guy said that, and then you're looking it up going, where the hell is this website or whatever. But um, uh, lylesmoviefiles.com, uh, Jeffrey Lyles, um, he was one of the, the first ones that came up when I did a search and he says, um, I'm going to paraphrase. I'm not going to read the entire reviews for anybody, but it turns out there was no need to worry at all about Tim Seeley and Tom <laughs> Derenick sticking the landing with this multiverse spanning He-Man saga. Um, and then at the end he says the payoff is excellent and truly made the investment and interest in this mini series worthwhile rating 10 out of 10. And then we have SciFiPulse.net doing a review. Ian Cullen did the review. <sighs> and he says, overall, Tim Seeley delivers a very satisfying conclusion to what has been a rather uneven story. All right, so he admits it, at least. There, it's an uneven story, which might have been told in a better or more concise way over fewer issues. I agree with that. I, I agree that it could have been told in a concise and an easier way, but it probably needed more issues even to tell that story. Well, if you were going to just do the basics, the anti, basically, if you were going to tell this story, just, tearing it down, just put it on anti Eternia and and be done with it, you know, and just yeah. tell that little bit. I I agree. Yeah. So, um, and then he goes into a bunch of stuff, but he says even the ending of the story was a sappy, as sappy and preachy as I remember the eighties. TV series to have been overall a solid conclusion. And then there was one other one I found here, forcesofgeek.com, where, let me see here, at the very end, basically, they, it, it, Tim, Tim Seeley has created a dual masterpiece. Masters of the Multiverse not only stands on its own, 
but has created a new and rich comic book universe. Perhaps this was the plan all along. The mythology and continuity are not only intact. Boy, that's got to make you hurt. Oh. <laughs> but, but have been expanded upon to set the stage for, for newer stories. Sealy's shown that not only does he get Motu, which I hate saying that too, um, but he also respects it. Okay, Matt, your head should be exploded by it now. It is. I'm holding, uh, <laughs> I'm holding up issue two. Really? The mythology's intact? Tell me the mythology's intact. And like I said, I've never heard of these reviewers. I couldn't find any yeah. of the main ones I would go to, so take these with a grain of salt. But uh, basically, um, the, this reviewer says, I hope Sealy will steer the ship going forward. No matter what happens going forward, Masters of the Multiverse finished on the strongest note imaginable and should make it for a great graphic novel, rating A+. So, so I I brought this up to you in our messages, and this was the most we got into it with yeah. going back and forth. And it's interesting because here we have fans. We you know we are very much you know safe place. Come to us, fans. Yes. Enjoy some of this talk and geek out with us. And we have the fans that understand the mythology, whether you come from Filmation, Mini Comics, 2000X, whatever. You're here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There are a lot of people that now that they've seen this, they're like, what the crap? And and they're questioning how much does Tim Seeley even like Masters because this was written by this guy and he's supposed to have loved this all along. And then the thing that interests me is we have these I, – I, I'll call them looky-loos. Yeah. Who, you know, here they are, they know of the name of He-Man, they know of the brand of Masters of the Universe, but they're not into it like we are, and now here we are getting these people looking from the outside in going, this was awesome, Be it Batman versus Superman in my opinion, or something along those lines, where it's like, this doesn't have the heart of any of what I love about this stuff, but you guys think this is great. So in this weird way, I'm scared yeah. for the fact this is now, there are people who are claiming this was well written. This is this. This is that. And I'm looking at it, just going, uh, -uh. even even the little bit about yeah. the you know could have been told conciser or better or cleaner. But it's like the guy still gave it an A plus at the end of the day. Like this is not an A plus by yeah. any means. I don't yeah. understand a, how it, anybody would find that to be like C is the highest I could give it. It's and it's, that's being it's, very generous it's too. A, it's a muddy mess. It goes all over the place. It's and like you said, it's. Basically, the only people who are the people who are probably really enjoying it are the people who who know little about Masters, who know little about He Man. He, they remember him from childhood, but they haven't kept up. And sure. they're the ones who like the four nine blondes and the Geico commercial and these little memes and the dirty dancing thing. And it's like, ha ha, yeah, He Man, he was silly. And then they pick up that filmation and go, ha, yeah, 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 look, he was silly. And it's just, it's not good for the brand. It is not, this is not He-Man. This is not Masters. I mean, this is, even when Filmation showed up, it did not feel like Filmation. It felt like a caricature of Filmation. You know, if yeah. uh, New Adventures was not New Adventures at all, um, other than looking like a toy. Uh, you know, even even the mini-comic guy, he really, you know, he was closer than some of them, but, you know, they... As Sean knows they pulled a lot out of their butts for that one. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's 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 and like you said, C at best, which for us we're an out of ten scale, so that'd be a five out of ten. I'm I can't even give it that. I'm I, not even gonna lie. No, I'm <laughs> I'll, I'm a four. 
I'm a four out of ten for the series as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's it it had some enjoyable moments. It had some good moments. It really the only thing bringing up to a four for me is that two thousand X issue. It it I still like that one. That one got that one got it right. I really thought Tim had had found his groove there, and I was wrong. Yeah. I mean, for me, in the whole overscope of things, I'm going to actually do a little more, and I'll say three. Three out of ten for me. The, that one issue was enough for me to take it a little higher than what it needed to be for me in that way. And, you know, like this ending was such a cluttered mess. Mm-hmm. And and the storytelling was just it, – it, it needed to be conciser. Mm-hmm. It, there's no reason every – I, I can't figure out if he decided to do, okay, every issue has to be a new iteration, so we're going to that universe. Because there's an element of that where I'm like, I don't want to do a drive-by of something that I love. I want to enjoy what I love. Absolutely. Why would I do that? You know, And that just bugs me. And like that 2000X issue was, was, was pretty darn good compared to some of the other stuff. But even that, it's like... I don't think I'm ever going to see them again either. You know, yeah. like there, there's that element of this was my send off and it was in the middle of a cluster, you know, like, uh, wow. You know, like I, I, I did not enjoy reading it. I had, I read it out of, I wanted to see how it ended. It didn't mean that I was excited. I was enthused. It just meant this is it. This is the final issue. Let's just see how this plays out. And once I finished it, I'm like, I, you saw it. I, yeah. I, I'm like, well, well, that happened, you know, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. It's, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, Zen Brown in the chat room, he sa- he says he gives it a polite C, as expected. Um, uh, Arturo is confused as to how the hell it can stand on its own if it needs other works to stand. Uh, Manny th- agreed by that. Manny thinks <laughs> all of your reviewers are high. By the way. And uh, Joe Amato <laughs> thinks that I need a big bottle of aspirin right now. Uh, you, you. When I was reading those reviews, I was actually feeling sorry. I thought, <laughs> I thought you were probably going to like, you were, you were going to go all red faced, and we might have to call nine one one or something. Yes, it's it's just possible. Um, uh, and yeah, uh, Arturo brings up there's another He Man series besides Revelations coming out. Yes, it could have been alluding to that too. Uh, the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe on Netflix, the CGI one, which we're hoping is going to be more episodic. Um, uh, Arturo says, could you imagine a scene where anti-attorney He-Man is about to kill Keldor, only for 87 He-Man to appear and shoot him with his pistol? You see he's still hurt, but mini-comics Tila is helping him up. Like, yeah, like, I mean that that would have been so much better than King Adam and the He Force. Like <laughs> it's it's a character we got invested in, and and honestly, like out of out of some of the things that I thought were like, if we have to go with positives and negatives about the thing, and negatives we've already covered a huge amount, so I'll I'll go with some positives here to not go completely bad. But they made me like eighty seven He Man. They yeah. really made me actually care. And when he got when they when they when they killed him off, I was like. Well, crap, now I don't care. Like, that was the character that made me having the most, I'm invested in this. And I think at this point of everybody in their fandom, there is a certain amount of, you know, we look at Dolph in a different way. We look at that version and go, that might not have been Filmation 
and that might not have been what we have been loving to this point, but there's still something about that from our childhoods where it's like, yeah, but if you hear that cosmic key tone, if you see that moment of He-Man getting the sword out of the lock and yelling, I have the power in the throne room, there's still something that, that gives you goosebumps. There's still something that gives you that like pulse of energy in you that go like, you know, that still works in a, in its own way. Mm-hmm. And so I love that about it. Tim Seeley did all right with making him a character that I gave a crap about, which was great. 2000 X was a great issue. In my opinion, that still stands up as the best thing out of what happened here. Yep. But beyond that uh, positives, I don't have it. I, I will say the new additions are characters that if I like, if I knew who they were, right. I'm I, there's a part of me going, I could I could maybe be curious about what happens with them or something because there is something to saying, hey, there's these different versions of him. It's not just all Adam across the board now. Where I'm like, okay, what's their story? Right. But I didn't have enough time to give a crap no. about that. They were thrown into a few panels, and that's all we got. Too many new characters. Um, and Arturo is curious, do you think uh, King, Had- King Adam gave 2000 X-Man a new sword, or did he just get replaced too? I don't I, think he got replaced. No, I, th- I think he probably gave him back his his power sword like he did Filmation. But here again, like they didn't even. He was the only other Adam to survive, and he didn't even get a mention in this last issue. Like, yeah, you know. Well, I'm glad though. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm glad that reality has their He Man still. He might not have had power sword, uh, you know, uh, but, when they when they left him. But at least still there and things are a little more this is what we were hoping it would have ended on with that right. series but i'm just saying you're busting through the portal you've got you've got king adam you've got filmation adam why not throw 2000x in there instead you throw six new characters you know well, it's like believe me uh, me being who i am yeah how much would i have loved to see that of course i would have loved to see right. that now, i'm never ever going to tell you that that's it's, not something i wished It's just another point where it seems like he lost his way along the way, like he forgot what he was doing. You know, all the, and I said from a long time ago and in private, all of this should have come back. All the the Adams He-Men should have come back at the end here, and it should have been their their takedown anti-He-Man moment. Agreed. He-Men should have been the star. All right, I think we're good there. All right. Hopefully we're good there, guys. Give you all a second to catch up here, and then we'll fi- we'll finish off the the episode here. Man, last week, it's because all you guys are here, because last week when it was just Manny, we went through, like, flawless up to the end. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so let's see here. Do-do-do-do-do. I think I got all that. Yeah. Oh, uh, Arturo was asking where he can listen to Council, the first ones. Uh, I know I've got it on Spotify. If you've got Apple products, it's on their podcast app, right, Sean? Yeah, it's 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 pretty much anywhere that podcasts are accessible. Um, but I, I do listen to it on the uh, Apple podcast app. Yeah, so, yeah, just do a certain... And really, I think uh, we've shared a few things on the page. If you've got David Clark... Uh, mm-hmm. He shares a lot of stuff. Um, so check out, check out the page. Scroll through there. Um, and, yeah, it should be pretty easy to find. Um, and so the last thing is Manny's question from the group one, which keep looking out, guys. We're going to 
uh, we're gonna. Well, the first part of his comment, he'd like us to see to do some of these live episodes with um, with eighty with the eighties tunes, and we will, we will, Manny. Uh, these are just our first couple. We'll do more of these. These are fun. I like having you guys in the chat here. Yeah. Um, this is the time where we know we're not just talking into the void, having some people come in and talk shop with us. So, you know, we're always happy to have people to talk shop with like this. This is fun. Yeah. So we will do more lives. We will hit some some of the other eras, too. Um, and then his, his other question is, in She-Ra, who are your favorite characters besides Adora slash She-Ra? <laughs> I'll let Sean go first because he's the She-Ra buff. Yeah, I I am nuts about She-Ra. That one one truly is difficult for me because I never really had a huge favorite. But to be honest, I'd say the Horde characters in general were always my favorites because they – they just their designs and stuff. I always enjoyed seeing them. Um, I wasn't – thrilled about the snorting hordak and i know that's that's uh sacrilege but he snorted, still, there he is snorted in 2000x too i know and that still bugs me i'm not gonna lie but <laughs> uh, but i i always enjoyed the overall designs of them and i i guess hordak would probably be up there on the list for me of of the actual characters um, and 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 what about a rebel a rebel. <laughs> mm. Let me think here. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my hormones. I'm gonna I'll do that. Frosta. <laughs> uh, I'll say it because Frosta when she when she oohed and odd over he man. When I was a kid, I remember seeing that and just going, man. When I get older, that's gonna be awesome if I could get a girl to do that to me. And it didn't work out like that. No. My wife very much is not that person, <laughs> but. But I, I always look at that, and it's like, eh, Frost, uh, you, you warm my heart even though you're ice cold. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, for – for well, I'll do a villain and a hero too. For villain, it's it, it's honestly a tie between – well, one edge is out there. But I'm going to mention them both just because all the evil horde was great. Um, Grizzlor, actually, I really like the Grizzlor filmation design. Not my fa- he's not my favorite character, but I, I really like that design to the point where, like with the figures, I wouldn't be upset if I had the filmation and not the classics. Like I like that more tamed look of Grizzlor than just the hairy beast. Um, and he was really smart in the series too. You know, he he controlled Beast Island and everything. And, um. But for favorites, ever since Secret of the Sword, it's it's got to be between Catra and Scorpia. Like, they were just so different than what we'd seen. Like, Catra with her changing into the, the cat form. And then Scorpia, just that first time she meets He-Man in the village of Thamor. And she, you know, got you now, muscle man. And she's just going right <laughs> up to him. Like, like, you know, that's not something you... Like, there were female villains on He-Man, but... These ones just seem so much more evil, and like like Scorpio, just like she saw him, and she's like, "I'm gonna cut you, and I'm gonna sting you, and you know." Um, this is how we do it in the streets. Yeah, like, I don't know. They just they just seem so evil and so different. Like that's that's nothing you would see before or after, even 
though they supposedly rebooted the series, you still wouldn't see them like that again. Um, and then for for rebels, um, I, you know, I'd have, I'd have to go cast a spella. She has always been Mm. really neat to me and her, her, her magic use and everything. Mysticor is really cool. And just, just her design. I've always liked something about the colors and the red hair and everything. Um, She's always been a really cool character to me. In the classics line, she was one of the first I had to get for a Princess of Power figure. Uh, Like uh, my my first, I got I got Shira, and then I ended up with a Natasa, which I I still think she's a great figure too. Mm -hmm. But I don't remember her on the show well enough to go, oh, Natasa would be it. But um, Castaspella was one where I was like, man, like they they really did something great with her too. So. This, as a figure, but hey, um, r- really quick about the the horde. I, one thing when I was a kid that always made me get nervous was every time that I played with Leech, because of the whole idea that he sucked the power out of the figures. Yeah. So in my head, I was like, I was like, I know it's an action figure, but if I touch him too long, <laughs> you know, like it's, and there was this like thing in the back of my head, yeah. like I know it's an action figure, it's a hunk of plastic. But who knows? It always gave me the creeps like that. Oh, I love that! So. I love that scene too from the from the Battle of Thamor where Leech is just like got bow and glimmer, just like and they're just yeah, like dropped, like, oh. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, they were they were uh, they they were they were evil. I mean, yeah. Um, and I, I know uh, someone said that earlier in the chat. I, I I missed it, but they said, "Man, it's been a long time." It's probably on my earlier rant, but they said it's been. They agree it's been a long time since an evil villain has just been evil. Like, yeah, you know, wh- whoever does it again first, like they're gonna get all these props and everything. Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh my god, look at this! It's so original! It's a villain that's just evil." It's yeah. like because it's been so long. Uh, well. So, so here's here's the thing that I'm I'm curious about, and I think we need to cover it before we end, no matter what. Here, sure. It, like, okay, I know Tim Seeley isn't writing Revelation, and he's not writing the other cartoon, right? But the fact that I I okay, he it, like Tim Seeley was like, okay, he had to pitch this to Rob David, and then Rob David even made him pare it down even more than what we got. Because right. he was going to go to the Where's a T universe at one point and like bootleg universe and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you got to give the fans what they want. Right. But then what we got out of this was not what the fans wanted <laughs> no. for obvious reasons. So here I, he did the Eternity War, Rob David. And he he, he definitely ha- was like a guiding force on that. He was a guiding force. People, he didn't, he yeah. didn't write it per se, but he the, came up with the arcs. Yeah. There there are people that really enjoyed that. Like you and I are two that like it. I, I know there are some that. that are like, but whatever. Mm-hmm. The, the Here's the thing though. Like he's, he's one of the guiding forces and so is Ted Biaselli mm-hmm. over at Netflix and stuff. But after seeing what this was, right. Does it worry you? what we're getting next in any way, shape or form, because this to me was not a great, let's jump into something else because this was such a cluttered mess that now the next thing to me seems like it's going to be even more of a daunting prospect. And it probably will be the, the cartoons. Yeah. I don't think they have I, another miniseries set up. I will say that this, this, 
being what it is does not make me worried. I am worried about Revelation in particular, but this does not make me worry about it. Um, mm-hmm. Because once again here, this is its own thing. It can lead into something else. Well, it can lead into anything if you want to split it that way because it set up the whole multiverse and all these mm-hmm. Eternias still exist and they have new warriors and blah, 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 blah. So anything could lead from here, but it's set up as its own thing. It's the story of Prince Keldor, and that's obviously not going to be a focus of either show going forward. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, like I've said before, I wouldn't even mind if they dropped the Keldor aspect for one of the series. Just, you know, I mean, just like Turtles does. Like, they don't do exactly the same thing each time. Transformers don't do exactly the same thing each time. Like, pick and choose yeah. once in a while. Does it have to be Keldor every time? I mean, I liked it in 2000X, but that doesn't mean that needs to be, like, a hard-earned truth from now on. Like, you could do one where he is just a demon from another dimension. and yeah. Um, He-Man and the Masters, I'm not worried about that because it's either it's either I'm going to like it or I'm not. It's at least, from what I hear so far, it's going to be an ongoing, it's going to be following the adventures of He-Man, you know, Adam becoming He-Man, whatever. It's going to be, it's going to be a kid series. So that one is more just, will it be written in a way I can enjoy it? Um, and, and it might not be, and that's, that's that. I'm not worried about that. Um... Revelation I'm worried about because I think, like I said earlier, I think Kevin Smith has promised it to be too much. Um, and I just don't see how it can be all the things he wants it to be. So, Well, it, it, Revelation for me is you shouldn't be putting something out there two years early and yeah. professing what it is. That that for me was like we should have been finding out about Revelation like now. Yeah. Because they're already into it, so it would have given us, hey, there's something, and then by the end of the year, we would have had a trailer or something the way mm-hmm. they're going, and it's like, don't set th- this fandom in particular. Don't do that. We already right. <laughs> love this too much. We Going into something else, it's like, you better have that ready, and you better have character designs to post and stuff before we even get into this, and uh, that's what's, I'm, I'm nervous for that reason, but there is this element of, after seeing this, where I'm like, okay, I'm a little nervous of what might be coming up one way or the other. And I think the other thing about this one for me was it kind of shocked me that now I guess the King Adam is going to be the focal point He-Man in DC the way it feels. Because they had him come in it. And it's like, I guess that's all right. But there is an element of like, well, what about my, you know, like it's almost, there's too many He-Mans now. So it's like, well, when does my He-Man get a chance? Or when does this He-Man get it? And it's like, that's a can of worms too. Well, yeah, like I said before, not to dig too deep, but I I would love to see what happened after Eternity War because I thought they set up that series to go on and on. Because seeing Adam reclaim Eternia, regrow it, and train this new force... You know, and if we'd had all that, then maybe these he force jumping in would be would have been cooler. Um, and the whole Shira arc that's out there, based off the Eternity War saga, like it's got some steam left in it. But yeah, so does Two Thousand X. So does you know even New Adventures. You could go back to that well and see you know how he finally gets back to Eternia. You know, it's, yeah. there's lots of stories out there, and and the fact that they're giving us stuff like this and stuff like Injustice and even the Thundercats, which I know was about split fifty fifty, whether people love it or hate it, 
But it's like you're doing all this, and we can't get a good story with Buzz Off and Cyclone. Like, yeah. There's so much here. Dig into it once in a while, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like all of these to me are now, it's a stunt. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing to swallow about anything they've done since Eternity Wars. All right, well, Thundercats and He-Man, why does peanut butter and jelly taste good? Okay, yeah. fine. But it's like I never needed that. It was always something that's like, all right, fine. I toyed around with it. And then it's like, oh, now there's this. But they just finished this huge run. That right. would have been great to have a follow-up. And we don't go back to that. Now all of a sudden we're reminded, hey, by the way, King King Adam's around here. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was completely like, I know it's multiverse, but what the hell? Like, it, yeah. uh, anyway. All right. Well, and it, it should have been it should have been three issues ago. Like you you needed to care about him. You needed to know that he was in it the whole time. Whereas we'd written yeah. off like, oh, they just put him on there. He's not actually going to show up. You know, well, that's uh, like <laughs> the. I, I, I'm going to say the, the cover illustrations were, were nice. I'm not going to say that they were bad illustrations at all. But my issue is the illustrations never gave you what actually happened in the story. Yeah. And I know you said, well, that's comic yeah. books. But to me, it's like that was more of a – I felt like the editor probably just went, well, here's who's in the issue. And yeah. the, the, the artist just went to town. And then the things that they put on there was him just kind of going, well, this might be fun. Yeah. And then you get the issue, and it's like nothing like that ever happened. Nothing like that ever played out. So if you were hoping for that, good luck. You know, it's and, and you didn't get it. <laughs> it, it did. You didn't get it. No. And uh, real quick here, as we moved on, uh, yeah, Zen Brown says definitely Hordak's his favorite. Uh, Arturo says that Hordak was his favorite villain, and Frosta was his favorite rebel for the same reason you said. Represent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Manny's were Shadow Weaver, Cast Spella, Frosta, and Adm- Admiral Scurvy. And yes, I do remember Admiral Scurvy. Sean probably doesn't, though. But he was a decent one. I, a couple shots. I know Catra. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh. and, and yes, the. It doesn't look like either of the new series are going to be out before 2021, unfortunately. So we have, like, nothing to look forward to this year. And I I know know what happened in reality was not planned, so obviously it probably bumped schedules. But still, like, they should have been touting this at PowerCon this year. Last year was way too early because now fans are – I mean, they're even today, oh, well, now Teal is the main character. It's like – stop just stop did you see like did you see the article from screen rant today that's that's what i'm talking about somebody posted and then they started the fight again and it's like just stop because we don't know anything about this other than here's the the through line of the show that they they talked about and we have kevin smith interviews that seems like every other week there's an interview with him hinting at more of this which is driving me nuts we have a poster and we have that video showing a few voice actors yeah. and we have a cast list. That's all we got. Don't even go thinking that at this point. It's not until we get a trailer. I'm not believing anything at this point. Yeah. Screen rant. They put out an article today. For those of you who didn't see it, it was entitled masters of the universe Re- revelation release date and story details revealed. That was the, Clickbait. that was the absolute title of the article. So I clicked on it. Very first paragraph of the header is release date. Very first line is no release date has been announced. Yep. And I just clicked back off. I'm like, okay. 
I saw the one. One of those. Was, <laughs> it was Adam looking sullen and Tila laughing with the back, the head back laughter because it was the whole Tila is the main character yeah. and you've been, you've been hornswoggled or whatever you want to call it. And it's like, we don't no, know anything. Knows. And it's like, I, oh my God, I, the, the, any fandom would have higher hopes with something that's two years away being told. And here we are, we're coming up on a year pretty soon and we don't even have a trailer. No. So, well, you know, like why are we getting all anyway, one way or the other? And I know I am, but it's mostly, I'm just tired. I yeah. just want to see something. Finally, just, just give us something. Give me, give me something. And if I don't like it, I'll go, well, at least I know that's going to be not, what I want to see, but I'll probably sit through it to see if I'm wrong, you know, yeah. and when I'm right or wrong, I'll admit it. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that's about all we got for tonight, folks. Uh, thanks yeah. for tuning in with us. We, we really do appreciate it. Uh, join the Facebook page. We chat there. Um, we're going to do more of these lives. You guys can join in. It, it was really great going back and forth with all you guys and everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, thanks to everyone who showed up. Check out the Facebook page. Check out Council of the First Ones podcast. Uh, like, share, subscribe. Hit all those buttons down below so that we know people want to see this and we can, we'll can keep doing what we're doing. Uh, Sean, Definitely. you got anything? Uh, <laughs> it's been a long and windy road. It, it's like that whole thing when people sign yearbooks. What yeah. a wild and crazy ride it's been. And it's like... Now that we're at the end of this one, I'm just like, can we move on to some? Not, not. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's your fault, but can we move to something <laughs> where I'm actually like, yeah, yeah, and excited again, finally, instead of, well, that happened. So yeah. you know, looking forward to next time. And it's <laughs> it's good to be over. It, it is, and it's weird. Two finales in a row, and yep. both of them made us just go, well, that happened. So that happened. yeah. <laughs> well, if there's nothing else, thank you guys and. Until next time. Until next time.